What is going on, Rotogrounders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 530 on the East Coast, on the dot, 230 on the West Coast, 430 Tennessee time, which, of course, it's time for the flagship show here at Rotogrounders. It's called Grinders Live. Joining me today is Chris Kirkwood, a.k.a. Kirk Deese, a.k.a. Dude, the one on the money last night. At least you want a good portion of the money. Kirk, you, you, were telling, uh, you were telling me pre-show you liked your lineups and you just loaded up. And, you know, we'll talk about that in a second, but it's interesting. I hear people say this, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. I hear people say, well, I play X number of dollars for tournaments every day. I play X number of dollars for cash every single day, and that's that. And, like, I don't do that. I, like, what, how, what does the slate give me? If I feel like I have an edge in the slate, I'm going to play more. If I feel like I don't love the slate, I'm still going to play because I'm doing the research and yada, yada, yada. You, know, you want to get a taste, but I'm not going to like fully load up. Might pull back a bit. Uh, you're aware that people do that, and that's that's wrong, isn't it? I don't know if it's wrong. It's not my style. Uh, yeah, I'll just say that. So I'm like you. So I I'm completely slate dependent, um, and uh, depending on what kind of contest I like. So yesterday I spent all day over like one lineup that I like really liked a lot. So I'm not even, I'm not a big cash player. I don't play tons of cash, but so yesterday I was just entering tons of cash, tons of high stakes cash. And um, I like, I entered the Thunderdome and things. It was just cause I loved this lineup and it was what the slate gave us, you know, and it was, I felt really confident with it. So I'm like, it, I, it's all based on how confident I am on a slate depending, you know, sometimes I'll just take what it gives us. Sometimes I'll multi-enter some, most of the time I don't, you know? Yeah. Uh, what, what did you have? Did you have like an Ozuna Dickerson outfield, something like that? I yesterday? had no Ozuna, no Ozuna. Um, I had the, I had four, uh, I had Dickerson, of course. Um, I had uh, four of the giants. I had uh, Lindor Ramirez, the chalk pitching. And um, I struggled with uh, in my last spot, whether I was going to go uh, Ian Happ as a one-off or use Fran mill for the four, three stack. And uh I chose Ian Happ and I got off to a great start and I was like victory lapping. And uh, then before you know it, uh, Fran Mill passed him. But uh, all in all, it was a good night. Yeah. If you need to break a tie, just like who's, who's facing Matt Harvey. Okay. That, that's where we'll go. And that's gotta be it, right? That's gotta be, I mean, you know, we appreciate the effort. He can't go back out there in five more days, right? That's not happening. Is it? I don't, I don't understand how he's there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> It's just a me. I think. I mean, I, I was expecting to get like the DFA uh, announcement anytime yeah. today. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure they have somebody that they can throw. But whatever, man. Uh, I, for our sake, I suppose we want them back. And uh, you know, hey, this is Daily Fantasy Sports. All we care about is today, not yesterday, and not tomorrow. Today, we kind of, sort of, somewhat have a version of Matt Harvey. I think you could argue, uh, Julio Tehran. Uh, are you texting somebody? What are you doing over there? I see you looking down. I was just getting ready. <laughs> right. I rarely like watch the other person when I do these shows. I just kind of like just kind of talk, and it's inside like my peripheral. But I kind of have the blinders on, like I'm secretary or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, just, I happen to see I see you looking down, like you're. I thought you're on your phone or something. But uh, all right, yeah, I'm sure. Whatever it was, it was important. We're, we're good to go. I was, pulling, I was pulling up something on my phone. You know what? I know what you were doing. This is what you're doing. This is the seamless segue. You were locking in your sharp side pick, right? That's already locked, my friend. Well, play along. I mean, this is a promo kind of sort of something. Yeah. We want to tell the people what the sharp side app. Yeah, sharp side app. I got my lock bet going. I don't know when you want if you want to say it now or you want yeah, to fire uh, come back to it. Yeah, I'm, uh, McKenzie over strikeouts. We'll get to the analysis later, but uh, against this KC team, I just like this kid in general. I like his whole arsenal of pitches. I'll, we'll get into it when we talk pitchers. But four and a half Ks, take the over, lock it in, bet all your money on it. All right, Devin, 
uh, our fabulous multitasking producer just went ahead and dropped the link in chat for you guys. As far as the SharpSat app, we always talk about it all the time. You, you get yourself a streak of six winners in a row for picks six through ten. If you if you have a streak from six to seven to eight to nine, every pick, every single one of those winners, as long as your streak keeps, keeps going, uh, you get ten bucks in uh, FanDuel dollars. If you get it up to eleven, it's twenty dollars. If you get it up to sixteen, it's fifty dollars. That's for each pick. And if you somehow get it up to a streak of twenty-one, which is super impressive, you get a hundred FanDuel dollars per pick. Uh, my streak, as of right now, I believe it's two or three. It's up on the screen. Uh, I ha- also, it's got to be. We always notice you can't just pick the Dodgers every single day and whatever. You have like a minus three hundred or something like that. It's got to be minus one forty or less as far as the favorites. Uh, what, what do you think of this one, Kirk? Because I kind of hinted at somebody you want to pick on today. Julio Tehran, uh, I like the Fathers, I like the Padres. The Padres are the best team in all of baseball against righties when it comes to WOBA, when it comes to ISO, uh, when it comes to WRC+, Plus. at least two of those three. Might, might, maybe all three. It doesn't really matter. It's close enough. They're really, really good. And they're facing Tehran, who's an absolute disaster. Um, you can't get them straight up. They're minus 224, but I got them on the run line at like minus 130. What do you think of that? Minus one, minus one and a half at minus 130. Are you in or you're out? Um, typically, uh, just a uh... – Insider sharp sports betting analysis. Uh, typically, you shouldn't be betting uh, chalk run line uh, favorite run lines. They're usually not priced accordingly. But uh, in this case, I'm with you. It lines up. Uh, I like them in this spot tonight. I'm going to be using them in DFS tonight for sure. I mean, Tehran absolutely is a just a shell of his former self these days, and the guy and that bullpen is pretty bad too. It's actually the second second worst X ex, FIP on the slate, so it's um, a bullpen we definitely want to attack. So. Uh, yeah, I like Padres. I like over. I like all that. Yeah, and the chat's asking how chalky is San Diego going to be, and they're they're going to be chalky, right? We'll talk about the bats soon enough. We'll, we'll talk arms first, obviously. But uh, five point seven three as far as the total on San Diego, they're my favorite stack tonight. But I think there's several offenses that are like, just like last night. There was a um, you know more so last night, I suppose, as far as the offenses that I, I, I was liking and just getting pieces from all different ones. Uh, is San Diego your top team or you have somebody else out there you have your eye on? Like factoring they're, ownership, they're, obviously. They're my top team. I want to throw out a sports betting, uh, um, something to do with sports betting, a strategy that uh, blew my mind the other day that my Go friends are doing. It's called the ladder. So what they do is they take an NBA playoff game and they take over for, you know, for whatever the, the over-under is for the first quarter. And they do – you know how they have alternate lines – yeah, you know, you, and it's they they ladder they do the same unit on every single over all the way up to the whatever you can the top, and so when the game really shoots out over you, you just rake, you just collect everything. It's 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 the new uh, it's the new stack. What happens if the if it's like the the, the Denver game last night? Yeah, <laughs> you, they you they just, actually they had over they had over in it and they got smoked, but <laughs> they were pushing homeless. it for a couple of days. No, they, they just do you have a couch for your friends? What's yeah. that? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. I always 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 welcome. Yeah, it's like the Martingale strategy, right? Like if one, it always one, work, works great until it doesn't. Yeah, sixty percent of the time it works every time. Uh, Kevin Roth, chief meteorologist, went ahead and updated as far as weather, what as far as it's going on. And the most important one earlier today, as far as I could tell, what Roth was saying in his early reports was Washington and Philly. I'm not sure if you saw it; it's in chat right now. If you can check it out in RG, and we're gonna drop it in chat uh, over there. Hey, chat, like, subscribe. What's up, chat? How's everybody doing over there? You guys are all fired up today. We'll do our best to knock out your questions as this show progresses. Uh, yellow, orange in Washington in the Washington Philadelphia game. Uh, I could read it. Should I read it to you, or you have it in front of you? I could read. I'll read it, but I have it in front of me. Oh well, I guess I can read to the people. Some people are probably multitasking, yeah. making lineups, listening to us. 
didn't click the link, whatever, whatever. Uh, morning fo- forecast still looks on track here. Game starts dry, but late arriving storms could cause for a later inning delay or game that ends before nine innings. The line could also move in just after game time. We'd have no issues at all. So it's much more so a uh, chance for a game that doesn't go nine, not the certainty. I'm fine with that. Like, uh, I mean, not, Scherzer is like the most important piece for me in that game. Uh, and if you go seven innings, hey, you might get a, he might get a complete game out of it. <laughs> get a few extra points. Sometimes that works out in our favor, but uh, if that's if that holds, obviously Roth is going to be on crunch time later today, uh, and he'll give you a, a more update update as far as what's going on in the weather there. But if that's the case, I mean, you could tell me about the bats and all that, and they'll be contrarian for sure. But you know, Scherzer's the best arm on this slate. We'll talk about if it's worth rostering him, depending on where you're shopping. Is my answer. But uh, how do you feel about that forecast? I feel good. I feel like uh, we're going to play Max. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, it's the same deal. We talked about it yesterday. Well, me and Stevie talked about it yesterday. Just, just the way. Hey, what this, what the slate gives you, right? Just the way DFS is pricing these players, uh, they are making it really hard not to play a guy like Max Scherzer, even though there's some weather issues, and even though it's not the perfect matchup, just because it's so easy. There's no opportunity cost to get him in there. This is DK specific. Different conversation on Fanduel. We can have that conversation too, and. I'm sure you're playing at Yahoo today. I did not look at Yahoo. Didn't do rankings there today, so I don't know what's going on there. Uh, what, what's your thoughts as far as Mad Max? Yeah, we can fit him. We play him. Uh, he's definitely the the cash game play, and uh, we also want him for tournaments. I mean, he gives us the safety and that strikeout upside and the deep pitch counts. And the only worry was the rain. Um, Philly obviously is a tough matchup, but you know this is an ace, and when he's on his game, he's going to mow. He's we're going to rack up strikeouts and. Uh, I'm going to be using him. Uh, no, Reese Hoskins in that lineup for whatever reason. He's been hot of late and justifying all that stack uh, StatCast data we were talking about at the beginning of the year. It's like, oh, he's terrible. He stinks. Well, he's just getting unlucky. Now he's starting to hit the ball, and he's benched today. Um, you know, one thing you don't like to see in that Philadelphia lineup is the really contact heavy. You know, Gregorius doesn't strike out a ton. That Segura at 12%. Baum is at, uh, what, 14% in a small sample size, collectively at 24.4%. But, you know, dating back to last year, Scherzer at 34.3% as far as his Ks. Uh, this year, the Ks are right there again, 34.4%. The walk's a little bit too high at 8.1%. But, uh, like you said, the Ks on layaway seems like a really, really solid play. So, uh, and again, at DK, there's just no opportunity cost. What, what do you know with Scherzer uh, on Yahoo and on, and on FanDuel? Because that's, at least FanDuel, I think it's a conversation. Yeah, um, uh, you play him on Yahoo. Um but I think on FanDuel, it is a conversation. There's plenty of other good, you know, I think you can absolutely go toe-to-toe with them over there with uh, a guy like Lamette. Um, who else is, uh, hold on, let me just pull up one thing. So the Javier is cheap and definitely has strikeout upside. So it all depends on how you're going to prioritize those bats. But there are cheap bats to make Max work. So I would feel most comfortable with Max. But I think Lamette um, just lands in that nice, nice zone that he makes a really strong play there. And uh, if I'm searching for more uh, bat upside, I'm going Javier on FanDuel. Yeah, so Lamette's a little bit tricky. You know, you don't really pick up Rendon and Trout, but that rest of that lineup is not very good. Uh, there are some contact guys there, especially if Simmons cracks it. He's kind of like a Sogard type where he's not imposing with the stick, but he's a pest and he can have those long at bats. And, uh, you know, he's almost definitely not, not definitely, but 9.6% as far as his K rate uh, the last two years. And Fletcher leads off presumably 11.9%. Uh, but there are some strikeouts there. If Walsh cracks that lineup, he's at 40%. 
Adele. I know he had that he had that two homer night, but he's still you know youngster kind of figuring things out and you know some holes in his swing. And he strikes at a ton as well too. So does uh, Ben Boom uh, at thirty four point four percent as far as his K rate. So uh, I'm in on Lamet. I think it's pretty interesting. The tricky part there is that if I get the Lamet on Fanduel, I might as well just get the Scherzer. Is sort of like justifying uh, the way I'm looking at it. And uh, Hauser. Hauser is one of the guys that's kind of popping just because he feels underpriced on Fanduel at at six K. Uh, you mentioned Christian Javier, and I think he's pretty interesting as well at 7.6K. That Texas lineup is not very good. Um, you know, he's not phenomenal, but he's perfectly fine. He's well-positioned for the W. Uh, you mentioned McKenzie. He's a much better value on DK than he is on Fandle. Fandle is AK. Uh, DK is like 6.7 or 6.8, somewhere around there, 6.6 maybe. Uh, he's an interesting SP2 if you want to make that work. And then there's boring old Kyle Hendricks, who you kind of sort of know what you're going to get out of him. Almost definitely he's not going to be the best pitcher on the slate, but he's also almost def- almost definitely not going to blow your lineup either. And then there's Jose Barrios, who, you know, uh, the Ks have been up and the walks have been up, and the matchup is pretty imposing as well. Uh, I think he's a better price on DK than he is on FanDuel. I threw a bunch of pitchers your way. What are you doing with those guys? Um, on fan- We're still talking FanDuel specifically. Sure. Well, you can jump back and forth, whatever you want to do. I'm jumping okay, all over the so, place. Well, well, yeah, you are jumping all over the place. Um, so Fandle specifically. So like you said, Hauser, I definitely should have mentioned him. Um, this is a different play than Lindblom. Um, as you saw last night, Lindblom is, is awful. He doesn't have – I mean, he has he's, – he's got that – he's got junk, right? And he needs it all to be on. He's not a strikeout pitcher like he – he had one, he ran good and had one really good start to start the season that you know skewed all the strikeout numbers, but he was so cheap in Detroit and so we 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 all played him anyway. Um, unfor- but this is a different scenario. So now we have a bad taste in our mouth. But Hauser, you know, yes, his numbers are down this season from a strikeout, but he is a relatively a strikeout pitcher. He's got the arsenal of pitches. He's got a a four seamer that you know he that averages anywhere around ninety three to ninety five depending on the on the day he, he has a slider. Uh, so you want heat with a slider. That's always a good recipe for, um, for strikeouts. And he's got a change up. That's actually, he gets the highest uh, swinging strike rate um, on in his arsenal. So, and he also has a curve. So he's got like four solid pitches that he can use. So I'm completely comfortable with using him against a Detroit lineup that strikes out a ton, way more comfortable than I, I was last night with limbo. Yeah, that's where I'm at, and it's more, more of a Fanduel play. I'm not playing him on DK. I don't think so, at least. I don't want to speak in definitives because you never really know what's going to happen when I'm making those lineups. Nothing official just yet as far as my my, my, my lineups being locked. Um, but, you know, I don't want to be held to definitives, Kirkies. You know, like what if you say, oh, I'm not going to play this guy. I'm not playing Dickerson. And last night you go ahead and win, you know, all the money with Dickerson. It's like, you're a fraud. And it's like you can't even enjoy it. But uh, I'm sure that's at some point happened to somebody and – uh, you probably shouldn't worry about that stuff either because you know you build up a certain level of credibility over a certain period of time. It's like things happen, obviously. All right, uh, and you pivot late sometimes too because you're trying to catch up, and that's a smart thing to do. Uh, all right, uh, other pitchers that we have on our radar. Let, let me go ahead and pull up the DK ownership actually as far as pitchers because uh, it kind of speaks to the conversation we're having. Scherzer, we're, we have him rejected at 48% because it's just too easy to get him, and he's the best pitcher on the slate, and that's that. Then there's the kid, McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie is 6'7 on DK against a Kansas City team. It's not particularly imposing. And, uh, you know, we still don't know what he is, right? He's the youngster that we're not really sure what he's going to throw out there. But he had a great first start. He had a nice positive matchup. Wasn't great the second time around. KC, obviously, again, not very uh, threatening. Uh, and then Lamette, you mentioned at 23%. Then Barrios at 21%. What do you think of Barrios at 7'9"? That's a pretty good price. But, of course, those White Sox, uh, lots of boppers. 
Yeah, I, I love Barrios. I, I like I like all the options tonight. I'm not going to lie. Um, so obviously, like on DK, so obviously Max is the the preferred number one. Um, my my SP two easy SP two is Tristan McKenzie. You you say we don't know what he is. I think I know what he is. Um, he's young, but he's a top prospect with a really good strong pedigree. Who had some back uh, and pectoral issues that held him out of baseball for a while. So. In his first start, he's got a 93 to 97 mile per hour fastball, right? He was throwing heat completely. He had a changeup that was really effective, that was hard for um, hitters to see. He got he generated a tons of swings and misses on that. Um, his breaking stuff is average, um, but he's facing a Royals team that's that's bad. We know that they're gonna that Cleveland likes to let their guys go. They're gonna, you know, he's we got to assume he's getting ramped up more and more as he goes. His start was a disappointment in his last one, but um, it's a tough, tough matchup against the Cardinals. I'm willing to overlook that. Um, as long as his, uh, his changeup is back on is he's throwing those pitches. Well, his his fastball is heater and whatnot. I think he should be able to get a plenty of K's. And I, the, the real thing is, is that they just, the Royals shouldn't be able to do much damage on him in general. Um, this is a this is a team with a 167 ISO against uh, right-handed pitching and 88 WRC plus. Um, so they strike out a fair, really strong amount over just over 24, 20, almost 24 and a half percent. So they're they're fine for a strikeout matchup. So I, he's so cheap on DraftKings. He just makes such an easy play now. There are other combos to go to, right? But that's like the easy yeah. pairing, right? There are other combos to go that we want to try to beat, especially if we think weather could be could play a factor in Philly. Um, you know, they they have been doing wonky stuff this this season <laughs> as far as you know delays and uh, camp cancellations and whatnot. Um, but uh, the, those pairings that I'm looking at would be that I'd feel comfortable with, like would be Barrios and Lamette would be, you know, that that's really easy to do tonight as well. Like I, I really, I really like Lamette as general. I love his strikeout stuff. That's what I want. Um, yeah. You're not going to get the huge pitch count, but I'm fine. I, I think and Barrios is, you know, he's had a monster start against Milwaukee. He had a tough matchup against Cleveland, but this is a guy with a lot of talent who's got that some nasty pitches that, um, yeah, there's high risk, but there's also a fair amount of reward with this White Sox lineup and his price is just, it's just, it's right. It's priced right for that risk. So I'm, I'm on board with him. I feel like I'm supposed to not play what the field is playing on McKenzie and DK, uh, just because he's a wild card and we're projecting as far as his ownership at 31%, I guess that's, I mean, that should be what it is because again, you talk about his potential K upside and just how cheap he is, um, but he's also been wild and he's still young and who knows, but, um, and like you said, there's definitely some pivots too. Uh, and you got the extreme, the extreme pitchers on there too. Oh, you know what? It's funny. I was just, I was just pulling up the, the hitters and the umpire data here at uh, the lineup HQ. We have several extremes. We have uh, Morton and Montgomery with extreme hitters umpire Bueller and Gallant with an extreme hitters umpire. We'll talk about those guys in a second. Junis McKenzie, extreme pitchers umpire. I mostly care about the extremes. The rest of it, I don't care so much. Is that kind of where you're at as well? Yeah. And uh, I'll overlook those, the extremes sometimes as well. So from a talent perspective, okay. No, nothing. It's just, it's not an end all be all by any, any shape or form. It's just, it's nice when it aligns with a play you like to have an extreme pitcher umpire. Uh, Talent perspective, Bueller and Gallon are two of the most talented pitchers in the slate, but uh, Bueller is expensive. 
Uh, he's a Dodger, which means they normally don't let him go very deep. The Dodgers are thinking long game. They don't really care about today so much. They're just thinking about they want to they want to win the World Series. Uh, so the Padres, that'll be a fun series that goes down like that. But um, you know, he's coming off a blister. How many pitches does it need? Do we need out of Bueller? I guess 90, 95, We can get there. Um, and then there's Gallon, who's a really good pitcher, but who wants to face this Dodger team, especially at lefty power? Now, uh, I think Kiki Hernandez went on the uh, the, the IL. Uh, the leprechaun Justin Turner's in the IL. Bellinger was aching yesterday. He didn't play. So it's a chance. There's a chance we might get a, a weakened Dodger lineup, but it's still going to be good. You know, Betts is going to still be there almost definitely. I, I should hit refresh here. There's no lineup just yet, right, for the Dodgers? Um, I don't see one. Yeah, so I mean, we're going to see lefty power with Seager and Muncy and, and Peterson almost definitely. They, they called up Lux, the kid, and, you know, for, I'm not sure what the reason why he was sent to the uh, the alternative site. Maybe they just that lineup is stacked and they had too many good players, I suppose. Not really sure what happened there. Um, I don't know. Like, Gowan's just talented and nobody's going to play him. If that's an argument for him, I suppose. But maybe I'm probably just going to check back in five days and see who he's playing against and just pass today. Uh, your thoughts as far as Gowan and Bueller? Um, they're two absolute studs, right? And like, they could all both, if they're on, they could have great starts tonight. Obviously we worry a little bit about the blister issue. Um, I, if the, my lean would be that it was relatively minor cause they're throwing them right back out there. You know, it was just, uh, he just missed one start. And, uh, so I think that there, it was probably a lot more minor than, uh, anything, but, um, and he certainly was dominant in his last start against the Rockies and he gets a, great matchup against uh this awful Arizona team who now lost Starling Marte who had to call up uh guys like Josh Rojas um do we have a lineup yet yep yeah, uh, he's in the lineup um so this is a this he could completely dominate this lineup um could be efficient inning so I I think he's worth some GPP uh shots but again and especially like if Max blew up um or, and whatnot, uh, it would it could pay off certainly, but uh, you know you don't need to do it for cash just because of the the pitch count potential uh, negatives with the coming back from the blister and the Dodgers in general. Um, Zach Gallen, same thing. Um, this is another kid with extreme ace talent. Twenty seven percent K percentage on the season. Um, great command, and but really tough matchup but it's a little bit watered down but i just don't there's just not a lot of i mean yeah you get that if gavin lux makes the lineup that's that's a that's a k on layaway as you like to say but uh other than that there's really not a ton of k's here and uh it's really tough getting through mookie seager muncie bellinger um and, and so on and so forth so again i would take some sprinkles in gbp but it's not a priority yeah, I mean, rostering Gallon is a uh, you know that's not the Siri that, that's not the route that Siri give you uh, you know it's the scenic route it's not the direct route but you can certainly get there uh, there's there are ways to get there and there, he does have a talented enough arm where he can get uh, by that lineup in theory but uh, that's not what like optimals are going to spit out at, at you obviously uh, we did kind of brush over uh, Javier for, for Houston twenty five point six percent K rate the walks a little high at nine point one percent I believe he had three dramatic splits as far as his K's yes. So, you know, it's not huge samples, obviously, because we don't have a lot of sample on this guy, but uh, 37% strikeout ability against righties, only 16% strikeout ability against lefties, and also it's showing in the uh, the power and the WOBA, how he's been much better against righties as opposed to lefties. And we do have five righties in this Detroit lineup. Um, so uh, did I say Detroit? I meant to Texas. 
Uh, it's not very good. There are some strikeouts as well with Tavares sitting off and Gallo. We know the story with Gallo. Uh, he, he feels like a strikeout or a homer waiting to happen uh, pretty much all the time. Or a walk. He walks a lot. He's the, one of those true uh, three-outcome guys. That's throwback to the old Adam Dunn days. Uh, what's your take? You might have gave it before, and I might have missed it. Is he sort of lost in the shuffle for you, or is he somebody if uh, you land on it, you're, you're just perfectly fine, you're not going to blow up your lineup? No, I have a ton of interest. I like taking picture, pictures in Houston. Um, you know, I like, you know, not having to deal with uh, weather weather issues. Um, he's uh, got that high strikeout stuff. He always had it. Um, and, you know, we just haven't seen enough of him in the majors. He did have like that really filthy start and uh, had a couple of rough starts. But those rough starts, one was in cores and the other was against Oakland. Um, and this is a Texas lineup that he absolutely can dominate, you know, and there's strikeouts to be had now. Um, like you said, they're probably going to throw um, a bunch of uh, lefties where he has not, you know, fared so well. He obviously 16% K percentage is not, not great. And uh, has certainly given up a high value hit percentage and uh, a lot of ISO, but a lot of those numbers are cores related. So I'm not so worried about that. Um, you, I look more to what the batters, you know, these are, these are lefty batters that strike out a ton. It's uh um, Tavares, it's uh, Chu's been striking out this season. Uh, Gallo uh, is is definitely a, a strikeout, high strikeout candidate. Um, then they've got a probably a. Is this? Do we have an official lineup? Yeah, we got. Jeff yeah, Mathis. I, I think it's five. Jeff, Jeff Mathis is just the the, the easiest out in baseball. <laughs> um, so uh, this is an absolute. This is a lineup he can completely dominate. I'm expecting a really good start for him, and uh, I wouldn't wouldn't put so much stock into those numbers against lefties because some of that's from cores. Yeah. I mean, and when equity has some value as well too, they're a two thirteen favorite. Uh, so assuming he pitches okay. And you know, I, I think we'll, we'll talk about the bats soon enough. I think the Houston bats are going to get the hour. Houston's one of my favorite teams in the slate. Uh, summarize the arms as you move on to the sticks. It's uh, it's, it's Max and uh, McKenzie on uh on DK. Now you can also use Hauser. You can use, we never even mentioned Kyle Hendricks. That's like the, that should yeah. be like the easy efficient. That should be like the safe cash play on a, on a normal slate. Um, you know, Pittsburgh has just got awful and they're striking out a lot this season. And uh, you know, he should be able to, to have rack up a lot of efficient innings and he did flash some strikeout upside in that first start, but that was completely you know, wonky. Um, but uh, I think you can feel fine with him if you want to go the safer route. I mean, there's so many decent arms to play. It's, so it's like Max McKenzie, it's Lamette, it's Berrios, it's Javier, it's Bueller. If you want to get, you know, if you want to be a little optimistic about his pinch count and think that he's fine, but there is some risk there. And there's Gallon if you really want to, you know, take a lower owned uh, ace. Yeah, I didn't mean to neglect Hendricks. He's just like not a sexy player to talk about. And like this year, uh, you know, he's, he's going to get a ton of ground balls, 45.9% to be precise so far. Doesn't walk anybody, 2.2% walk rate, which is just incredible. Of course, a lot of contact doesn't strike a lot of guys out, 19.1%. But like you alluded to, this Pittsburgh lineup this year, specifically versus righties, you know, 34% for Tucker. Bell has been a disaster at 29%. Moran. Uh, Bell used to have power, but that, that's not even a thing this year anymore. I mean, I assume it's in there. It might come out at some point, but small sample sizes a month or whatever. It's been non-existent, essentially. Uh, Colin Moran will strike out a good bit. Polanco at 40%. Uh, Alfred at 30 with 57%. That's got, it's got to be a, a ridiculously small sample, right? Uh, it's got to be small. i got to scroll over. But, uh, yeah, the point is 25.4% collectively as far as striking out. 
Uh, you don't really expect Hendricks to strike out a ton of dudes, but whatever his normal allotment of Ks are, bump it up a K or a K and a half as far as projections today based upon this lineup. And that could be perfectly fine. And yeah, if I land on it, so be it. He's never really somebody I seek out unless I'm just desperate. The pitching slate is barren. All right, uh, catchers. There's actually a few catchers that are kind of sort of somewhat interesting today. Uh, it all depends upon lineup construction, obviously. Who uh, Who's doing it for you from the catcher position? Um, all right, so we, we've got some high upside guys, you know, with good uh, batting order positions. We got Wilson Contreras uh, against a um, Musgrove coming back from, uh, what was it, shoulder? or I, I can't remember what his injury was. Whatever um, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing Musgrove. I mean, he, and he's, yeah. Pirates' third worst bullpen uh, from an XFIP standpoint on the slate tonight, a bullpen that you definitely want to attack where they definitely got a lot of usage last night um, in that game that went to extras. Um, so he's he's probably the my number one, um, not salary. We're not taking salary into consideration. Travis Darnold against, uh, against the Red Sox, batting fifth. Um, we – we, you know, he's going to get uh, some platoon in there with uh, – forgot the guy who's coming in. But whoever's pitching for uh, the Red kick Sox. Him, Mike Kickham, I think he's like the 31-year-old guy. Basic, I mean, I think he had a cup of coffee in the majors. This is essentially more or less his research. Uh, resurgence is the right word. Boston just says, I mean, you're a Red Sox fan. You can speak to yeah, – it feels a like lefty. it's a is – it, is it a bullpen game every single day for Boston outside like it's just Perez? It's just a – it's a joke what it is every single game. <laughs> so uh, bad. It's an absolute joke. And they <laughs> – like it's raining out here. Like I can – like I bet you they just want to have a seven-inning game tonight. It's like off and on. They're just like praying that it goes oh. – they can, they can call it, I bet, or like six innings or something. Um but, well, the rules uh, are like once the, if once the game starts, it's in the umpire's hands. Before the game starts, it's the home team that make, makes a decision. I believe that's correct. Correct. I'm saying they're just praying for it. I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, it's a so whatever. The Braves are obviously an, a phenomenal stack tonight again, and he's going to get some platoon advantage against Kickham. Um, and this is a guy who can certainly take advantage of that. Uh, the Green Monster. So. Uh, yeah, I like a lot of Braves, but he those are like the two high end guys that I'm that I like if I can get them in my lineup. Then we've got some low, lower uh, priced options that are good. Puecki's been hitting decent, gets the platoon advantage, is hitting in the fifth spot in that same game. Um, Jason Castro should I don't have a, a Padres lineup yet, but I'm expecting him to come in. You know, and he's you know he's a, they have Nola projected for what it's worth, but I, I thought it'd be Castro as well, so I don't know. I'm I'm thinking it'll be Castro against Tehran. Um, and uh, so that's what I would guess. He, and uh, I think that he could certainly go yard um, for sure. So he's at 3.3 K. So, and no one's going to play him, especially if they're, they're waiting on the announcement on who, you know, but they're going to have their lineups all set ahead of time. But uh, then there's Omar Narvaez um, against uh, Turnbull. Uh, I like Turnbull, but Narvaez is a guy that could take him deep. Um who else has Kevin Ploiecki ever hit fifth in his life in like major in the major leagues? What a, what a glorious season for the Red Sox. <laughs> there are four guys that are worse than Kevin Ploiecki. Uh, JBJ is never, yeah. And the, the rookie, oh, they're, they're actually playing a doll back today. Good for them. Why not give the kids, give the kid a shot. Uh, he's super cheap as well. If you want a flyer and he's got some pedigree and he's got some power and he's a big dude. Um, Darno is even playable. I think on Fandle where you don't play catcher. He's like three K. Uh, a part of a, an Atlanta stack. I'm good with him. 
let's move on. By the way, according to the chat, according to our uh, fabulous multitasking uh, producer, D-Train, Devin, Bledsoe's in. That's not really a you problem. I'm assuming you're not playing basketball. That's a me problem because I might have too much George Hill right now. We're going to be scrambling after the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. But it's yeah, the exact uh, opposite of what happened last last uh, show we did. Uh, you yes. were uh, scrambling the other <laughs> other direction. It's just the, the 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 keys. I'm always scrambling though. That's the constant for sure. But uh, first base, you know, we want to pick on your Red Sox, right? Uh, with with Freeman, uh, lefty power against Tehran with, with the, the newly added Moreland, uh, with also uh, Hosmer. Uh, I'm good with Santana. I think he's pretty cheap as well. But that's where I want to focus my start as far as first base. It's Freeman. Uh, you know, pick it on your Boston bullpen. And then, you know, let's pick on Tehran. Like, tell me I'm wrong. That's where we're supposed to start, right? Yeah, um, sure. Uh, so, yeah, so Mitch Moreland, if Mitch Moreland cracks that lineup tonight, um, Eric Hosmer, uh, that's so that that's interesting, right? Like, which one of these guys or do you play them both? Um, you know, make multi lineups. But uh, uh, I like both of them. Mitch Moreland, I'm, you know, I, I think the Padres are going to absolutely go. Like, after all the trades, they're just like, you got to like, feel it they're feeling good they're just going to be looking to show off a lot of these guys all these guys and this is the perfect matchup to do it especially with that that angels bullpen so i'm expecting a lot of a lot of power action for the padres tonight so i like both of those guys uh dollback you mentioned is the cheap guy who gets a shot who's a better you know home run hitter but probably called up too soon but yeah. whatever um 2500 you can do worse santana i really like him completely fine using carlos santana in a lineup because he's just Priced nice at 3900 on DraftKings. Uh, Rizzo um, starting to swing the swing the bat a little bit better. You, you haven't seen it, but he you know has crushed some balls that were just completely bad luck that missed uh, home runs to dead center just by like inches. Um, so uh, I like what I see out of him. So he's probably not going to get a ton of love because of his price because I think people will just go to Freddie Freeman. But um, I certainly like him. Justin Smoke, Smoke Monster, thirty-seven hundred. It's been uh, rough, rough sledding with him, but uh, I can see that working out for you. Michael uh, Chavis, another Red Sox uh, against Erlen for thirty-seven hundred. You're not playing um, Chavis. Stop it. I, I might on Yahoo because he's cheap. He's like eight bucks. Uh, okay. In a, I might just totally punt it, but um, I can use Colin Moran too down there too. Same. <laughs> Pick your poison on those two. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I just got the alert. Just uh, people aren't aware. I'm sure you have the Rotor Grinders app. Uh, push notifications. Bledsoe is in. There you go. Uh, which is going to have me scrambling. Just it, it was a little plug there for the push notifications that people are not aware. And I was going to go ahead and drop. We always talk about the the lineup lineups page. Uh, you guys can use that too. You want to go ahead and drop that in chat if you guys are not aware. Uh, it has to, you know, if it's in white, that means that's the official lineup. If it has uh, pink as a backdrop, that means that's the projected lineup. So you know, if you can't quite piece it together. Um, hey, chat, like, subscribe. Much appreciate that, and uh, we'll do our best. We have 15 minutes. I think we'll have a little bit of time. Well, for caress that like button. Caress it. Caress. That's yeah. the best way to do it, right? Yeah, that's great. That's, that's the way. <laughs> um, now, I just want to say uh, something. Uh, you know, as bad as it is being a Red Sox fan at this point, sure. at least I got my Celtics right now who are just rolling through everybody. I thought I, I thought uh, that would be a seven-game series, and I still think it might, but is that is – that, is Boston just going to roll through them? I don't think so. I, just I getting my, Toronto just getting my, getting my broom ready, just in case again. Um, I mean, maybe we'll see. Um, how about Miami? How about my Miami Heat? 
Can I take the victory lap yet? Because they're gonna. I actually want. Series. I tried to bet on them too, but I didn't. I got. I didn't want to drive, so I have to drive to New Hampshire to bet to oh. the DK. So it's, it's How far away is that? It's only like it's about like thirty five minutes. Um, is it like a welcome station or a gas station or like? A There's a mall just... that I've I've been. So I was. I felt like I was gonna get arrested. I felt like I was taking part in some big drug deal. I was like the only <laughs> car at, at midnight, and uh, and to I put my. Uh, last uh nba series bets in before the the first round i and i was like i went in there the night before at like midnight so it, it felt shady i was the only person in this mall parking lot yeah you and uh you and marty mcfly and doc brown it that's ex- that was the other that reminded me of that <laughs> completely you didn't have any plutonium on you by chance did you no <laughs> certainly hope not didn't bring uh, phil my dog either <laughs> einstein uh second we can keep it the theme uh, is it, did anybody get our reference here? Maybe. We'll see. Let's see what the chat has to say about that. Keystone position, second base, um, it's bad. It's really bad today. What do you do with second? How low can you go? Um, just we can go pretty low. We've got uh, we've got some plays, right? We've got some uh, – if we want to start – I'm going to start down to the bottom and then go top up. We've got a Horner uh, batting ninth for 2K, min-priced. Um, we've got Rojas, uh, who does actually have some pop. Yeah, it's a tough matchup with Bueller, but like he's 2K, he's batting sixth, um, seen worse plays. Uh, from an other than that, really, we'd probably want Altuve as much as we want Altuve this season because he's not been swinging the bat, uh, too well. But we, you, I'm assuming that you have to like, uh, Houston to get, get things going a little bit tonight against, uh, Allard. Yeah, and also like on Fandle, like it's sort of his struggles are baked into the price. He's three point two k over there, and it's putting me to a decision between like Cronenworth and Altuve. And right now, I'm, I'm siding with Altuve on DK. Obviously, the price is different. Three point eight k on DK for Cronenworth, and you know five k. He's fully priced basically. You know, obviously, the Dominion of Altuve once upon a time used to absolutely annihilate. He used to smash the uh, the southpaws, and that's you know he's scuffling. You make draw your own conclusions as to why he's scuffling this season. Uh, but otherwise, you know, it's it's pretty pretty gross as far as a position. Here is another guy I'm looking at more so on Fandle on DK. You can get there, sure, why not? But I think I'm just going to try to punt it and move on. We'll see what kind of salary I have left. Uh, they want to they want to know in chat what kind of car do you have? Do you have a DeLorean? What kind of car do you have? No, I have a. Uh, I've got a BMW. Um, it's, oh. it's it's I'm like I it's like an old. I, I look like an old like a. A soccer dad i got like a wagon um it's nice it's nice but it's it's useful it's it's uh practical uh putting things in the back and whatnot but uh couple questions in chat uh atlanta or san diego which do you prefer those are the two best teams right san diego is the the, the top one I, I like them both i'm not gonna lie but san diego is the the top stack for me but i mean there's there's a level of like tehran and then there's a level of like the boston people who's worse just, yeah it's i think the boston people are worse so like whoever like they're definitely i think there's like some oh. uh, T- I, he, I know you 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 uh you were uh, down on him uh who did we just crush last night Matt harvey, harvey. you're saying you were comparing yeah, I bet harvey's harvey. in his own tier to be fair I'm not, yeah I'm harvey not is certainly tehran is not in the harvey tier <laughs> we're not doing that to him just yet but maybe soon oh but for second base um uh, a play that I would try to get up to if I'm punting, um, I would just try to find the 3,100 on DK for Solak. Um, I, I like Javier for sure, but he's bad in cleanup. Um, the the Astros have actually been the worst bullpen from an XFIP standpoint out of all That's the teams surprising. on the slate tonight. Yeah, um, 5.03 XFIP. 
um, you know, like you said, we don't, you know, know a ton of what Javier is and like he can be what, you know, does have a high walk rate. So we could get some bullpen things going and, you know, maybe he has a rough start, but he's 3,100. He's got pop. We know that. And uh, I just feel a lot better if I can find that 1,100 than from one of those punts, but I'm fine with punting too. The chat says minus 200. I have a back to the future ringtone. That is not true, but I do have uh, my iPad at my cover. My iPad is the gray sports almanac. I'm not sure. I'm sure I showed it once or once or twice before, but uh, not within reach distance. Dude, I ordered from I ordered from China one of those uh, before before they became everywhere here and started blowing up uh, houses uh, from catching on fire. Those hoverboards. Those, oh, uh, you, you got one of those? I, I ordered one from. I'm such a Back to the Future. You and Griff did I, I I love Back to Back to the Future Two is my favorite ever because it incorporates the gambling. You know what I mean? Like that's it's really clever. That's big. That's yeah. big for us. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the better sequels of all time. Like almost always, sequels are terrible. But uh, yeah, the the, first, the three I try to forget. I try to pretend it didn't happen. Three, yeah, uh, it goes back. It wasn't to the old terrible past. if I actually watch it's, it, but like it's yeah, it's I'm all set with a western. You got to play out the string. Like if you're gonna watch the first two, you got to see the third one. But it's you know lower your expectations. Uh, and I do not drive a Pinto for the record. According to the chat, <laughs> do they still make Pintos? I don't know. Is that still a thing? Yeah. All right, uh, hot corner third base. What do you have for me? Third base. Um, well, we get Josh Donaldson back in our lives tonight for 3,200. Maybe his timing's off uh, a little bit, but it's a super cheap, but there's an opportunity cost because Ramirez and Machado. Correct. But, uh, and if his timing's on, it's certainly a good matchup for him. So I think, uh, batting second 3,200 against Ronaldo Lopez is pretty darn good. Um, assuming that he's, uh, good to go. We saw Jay Bruce just step back into the lineup and Homer easily, um, the other night and, uh, you know, maybe Donaldson's fine. Um, but obviously the opportunity cost, like you said, Jose Ramirez, Randy Machado are the top two, um, that I want to get to Austin Riley, uh, is just, uh, another guy for 3,600 who's now going to be completely overlooked. Like we, he would probably get more action if we didn't get Josh Donaldson in the lineup tonight. And so now it, people are just going to take the savings, I think, but, uh, and just, he'll just be included in stacks, but I think you can use him. You just, you know, just searching for a home run in that game. He's going to get the the platoon um, with the the next guy who comes in. Uh, and that's about. Nobody's going to play Rendon. I'll just throw that out there. Like, and there's no reason to. Like, doesn't make sense from a math perspective. Outside of the fact you understand how goofy in the variance of baseball, like Rendon's a, a superior talent. Lament's not a guy you necessarily want to pick on, especially from the right hand side. But it's a fairly short slate and. Just nobody's playing him. I, I don't have the ownership pull up in front of it's me. It's just easy for me to avoid him tonight because, like, yeah. if he was, like, still the Anthony Rendon of last season that was just crushing crushing baseballs, I would be like, okay, this is a good spot, right? Like, no one's going to play him against Lamette. But, like, he's been – he has not been good this season. And uh, Lamette is just so filthy, especially against right-handed batters, that uh, I'm, I, get, I get it, but it's something I'm not going to do. It's funny. I'm, I'm scrolling down to find him in our ownership projections. Um, where is he even at? Uh, let's say I might have flew past him. I will say, uh, I have the, yeah, Rendon at 2%. Muncie at 3% seems like a better option, by the way. If you're going to do one of those things, I would take Muncie at 3%, who's, you know, really good against righties, obviously. Gallon more vulnerable to lefty power as well. But, uh, all right, jump back to shortstop. Are you a BBP guy? Because Lindor, I'm not sure if you've seen Lindor's BBP by chance. Uh, uh, Lindor's BEP against, uh, um, geez, what's it? Uh, Jacob Junis off the dome, 16 for 32, uh, maybe one strikeout, 
four homers, like three doubles, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't go crazy over BVP, but, like, I think that's – it's more something than nothing, I think. It's definitely more something. Um, it's just, like, we don't know how to care who it's who yeah. it's something for and who it's not. But, like, it definitely is something. And it, I just like it when it makes sense, right? Like, when you see, like, a good matchup and a good player against them, then uh, – and he happens to have good BVP, that just makes sense, right? But um, it's not something I look at to make my lineups. But because if that's the case, they would have played. Uh, James McCann would be in the lineup today, wouldn't he? But I not. did see McCann uh, beat him up too, and McCann is not in the. Yeah, I guess they don't care for BVP in that in that uh, Cleveland organization. Let's do it. Let the BVP plays today. Eric Hosmer, he's in there. Will Myers. I didn't see those. I didn't, I didn't Max catch those. Kepler. Oh, the list goes on and on. Those are the BVP plays of the day. All right. Well, the only one that popped for me was Lindor. That's what I, what I noticed. But I just I take a quick gander at it and just kind of see, but. Yeah, I don't obsess over it. And then, you know, it's uh, Tatis. Tatis uh, or Lindor or Swanson. And it's just the same old teams over and over. Uh, I sound like a broken record, but that's where I'm at. Those are the key plays. Uh, of course, you can play Turner. Of course, you can play Gregorius. Like Scherzer is vulnerable to give power on occasion. when The balls actually hit against them. Um, you know, tournaments only, obviously, there. Give me some pivots away from the chalk at shortstop. So to me, I, I see what you did with the three because Swanson was the matchup. But like I think Tatis and Lindor are just such better overall hitters with much more power upside that they're clearly superior plays. Um, I I would feel more you know the I guess the pivots for me would be like Xander, um, you know against uh, against the lefty uh, Javier Baez against Musgrove, who I'm not in a terrible bullpen. It's like it seems like Baez. Is, Horrible plate discipline, swings for the moon every single time, way too many ground balls. But when he gets a hold of one, he gets a hold of one and just absolutely smashes it. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked that this is, like, one of those slates where he just goes off and has a couple home runs and because um, of that bullpen uh, behind Musgrove. And I'm expecting Musgrove to, to struggle. So, I guess that would be it. Um, Jorge Polanco. But, like, Polanco's every – like, all of his stack cast metrics are just awful. He, he just does not barrel the ball. Like, yeah, he hits a home run every now and then, like, luckily. But, like, he's got horrendous numbers. But I think he's going to pop, like, projection-wise. So he might get some get some play here. I think it depends on your shopping. 4-7 on DK, I don't love. And he's, he's one of those guys that uh, typically needs more than one plate appearance to get it done, unless he comes up with the bases loaded and hits the ball in the gap. And like you said, he can occasionally bang one out. But he usually needs the help of others, like guys being on, just, you know, put one in the right spot. Fine hitter, but not spectacular. Oh, yeah, I, I say fabulous multitasking producer D train, and it's not just a saying; it's true. They're asking in chat about the weather, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the weather and show you guys on the screen." Full service uh, producing here by Devin. What a, what, a, uh, what a man! What a man! Yeah, no, he's all over. He's on top. He's on top of it. Just want to give him a shout out. And uh, yeah, did want to mention if you guys are not aware, we'll drop the link in chat for you guys again as far as the weather, not just on the screen, but you can see the, you know, you can see it for yourself on your own leisure. And of course, Kevin Roth will be on crunch time later with the, not just a pop cheese is good, but STL cards. So three-man booth talking baseball all the way up the lock. Uh, it's yellow-orange currently, if you guys don't see it on the screen, as far as Philadelphia. And the way I read it, and again, don't trust me. We read it on the fly. But uh, I'm just reading what Ross says and just kind of interpreting it. Maybe it goes six or seven innings. It doesn't fully finish, which is perfectly fine with me if I'm just going to play Scherzer or nobody else. But, again, stay tuned and see what Roth has to say. Uh, we're running behind now. I, I gave too many accolades to Devin, and I blew some time. So uh, catch me up. Give me some outputters you like. Um, I mean, if a guy triple dongs the, the day before, you got to throw him in, load him up again at massive ownership, right? 
Yeah, he's, the problem is he's still a really good player. You're talking about Azuna, right? And the third yeah. one, but I think the ball still has not landed yet. It was like a, you never see it. Like the batter's eye, like dead center in Boston. It was crazy. But um, it's still a really good price. And like you're supposed to play him. And Grisham, you're supposed to play him. And your cash games, obviously. In tournaments, you can do whatever you want in baseball. Uh, but Grisham and Ozuna, Kepler's fine. A Springer on Fandle, three five, even DK four four is fine. Uh, Framel Reyes still well positioned, still pretty cheap. No Jason Hayward, somebody who's super cheap. He's, he did not crack the lineup on DK. But you could spend up on a guy like Boomstick Cruz, who's probably going to be ignored once again. Uh, give me a couple of your favorite outfielders and give me some of your favorite stacks as well. I mean, Ian Happ. This is a guy who who never like he always gets overlooked for some reason. Some, but his numbers are absolutely gaudy so far this season. Um, 413 wall with 354 ISO gets uh, a matchup with uh, Musgrove where he's got the platoon um, and a bad bullpen behind. So I'm, and he's cheap, right? Like he's, he's what he's 4k. He went down a hundred after yesterday. So man, what an easy play he is to me. Um, Christian Yelich is going to be like a really popular high end guy. Uh, Ozuna is going to be extremely popular. Um, Good play, like you said, but I may just fade for ownership reasons. Uh, Trent Grisham, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, George Springer is a guy who might been a rough sledding with him, too. He's battled some hand injuries and whatnot. But uh, you have to like the Astros in this spot tonight. Um, and so Springer leading off 4,400 is just extremely tempting to me. All right, gonna hand it off to uh, gonna hand it off to Crunch Time in just a second. Do want to ask you guys uh, when you're walking out the door, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We much appreciate that. Caress it, tap it, uh, you know, cuddle with it, whatever you want to do. However it works, however it makes it happen. Uh, give me a couple stacks for the road. Um, well, the the Twins and Padres are going to be top stacks. Twins are get just are so easy to do now because of uh, Donaldson being so cheap to get those power headers. But uh, then the Braves are going to be up there. I think the, to look at the Astros and Cubs um, as maybe potentially a little bit lower owned. Um, those are, those are, I'm not messing around. It's probably all chalky, but just try to gauge which ones are the chalkiest and uh, see if you like an option better. But uh, all of those offenses should, should uh, be rolling tonight. There you have it. Crush the slate tonight. Much appreciate you guys watching, supporting the channel. Uh, he was Kirk Dees. I was Dean. This was baseball. Stay tuned for crunch time. We're out of here. Holler. Go Heat. Go Heat.